So Christians can be some of the most judgmental people. Would you agree? We hold people to standards that we ourselves can't keep. We're the first ones to judge. We're the first ones to speak about other people. And, and I know that we don't like that about ourselves. Can I give some encouragement today that we're gonna learn how to become less hypocritical, less judgmental, because the world is watching and the world wants to see who this real authentic Jesus is. But let me give you some encouragement. Like Carissa has shared today, that sometimes we don't feel like we're in control of our life, and sometimes we do things that we wish we wouldn't do, and it reminds me of what the Apostle Paul says in, in Romans chapter seven, for I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. Anybody relate? We all better be shaking our heads on that one, right? We're human. Now, if I do what I don't want to do, I agree with the law. That is good. And here's the thing. He's saying that's not, it's not good that we do that we don't want to do, if you're following me. But what he's saying is we shouldn't be agreeing with the law. The law, Jesus came to, to abolish the law because the law only condemns us. But Jesus comes to set us free. Now, it doesn't mean, and we're going to learn this a little bit here, it doesn't mean we just go live the way we want to live. Because Jesus came to set us free from the bondages of sin. And if we keep living in sin, we continue to stay in those bondages. And then we say, where's the power of the gospel? Where's the power of Jesus Christ? And Jesus came to break every chain. He came to take the strongholds in our life and diminish them so we can live fully free, the purpose that he has for us. But as long as we're going around condemning, judging, criticizing, and many times we judge and criticize ourselves like, oh, I failed again. But this is how we are hypocritical. We, we love to put people in categories, right? Back, we don't have this conversation as much anymore, but probably back in the 80s, you know, Catholics versus Protestants, Christian versus secular, or as of late, Republicans versus Democrats, Democrats mass versus no mass, pro-life versus pro-choice, take the vaccine, don't take the vaccine, patriots versus the buccaneers. Okay. <laughs> Three o'clock today, you can watch Brady. <laughs> but we do even do this inside the church, right? Churches have split over the idea of we want to worship Jesus with hymns only or contemporary songs, right? We don't have that here, but the worship wars, right? So all throughout time and generations, we all have things that we place people in categories and then we start pointing fingers and judging. And can I just remind us? Anytime you want to point a finger, just remember how many fingers are pointing back at you, right? You point a finger, I see this fault, and, and there are a lot of things being pointed back at you, right? We've all seen that. We've heard that. Just a reminder. If you have your Bibles, I, I want to talk to you 
uh, from Galatians. Last week we started in Galatians. I really feel like the Lord is bringing us to this book of the Bible. Um, we're gonna spend a few weeks here. I think it's pertinent for the times that we live. But in Galatians chapter two, here we have Peter and um, Paul begin to have this argument and now really it's an argument of being hypocritical. By the way, in, in the scripture, um, when it says Cephas right there, he's talking about Peter, Peter's other name was Cephas. And, and here they come, one is going after the Gentiles, which are the non-law abiding, they're almost the, the outcasts of society, right? Grouping people, we love to do that, we love to group them, and then we like to judge them based on their group. And, and Paul comes in, I mean, yeah, Paul comes in here and he kind of, he rebukes Peter because he's hanging out with some Gentiles. Peter's a Jew, by the way. And then the moment somebody else comes around, he goes, some other Jews come around, he like disassociates them and tries to pretend he's not doing what the Gentiles were doing. And we do that as humans sometimes, right? Depending on what group we're around, we act a certain way. And Paul's saying, you know what? You're being hypocritical, you're being hypocritical. You, you, you say certain things and then you don't live them out. And here with the instruction for us today is to understand what is the true gospel, how do we live in it, and how do we not be um, hypocrites in it, and then living a life judging other people. I'm gonna start in verse 15, Galatians chapter 2, 15. By the way, these are Paul's words, the Apostle Paul, who's writing to the church in Galatia. He says, we ourselves are Jews by birth and not Gentile sinners. Okay, see, already, Paul is making a category. Those Gentiles are sinners, not like us good Jews. Yet we know that a person is not justified by works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ so that um, we also have believed in Christ Jesus in order to be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law. Because by works of the law, no one will be justified. Okay, big words here. Justification is basically meaning made right. He's saying you can't earn your way, you can't be good enough, you can't do all the right things to earn being right. He's saying only through Jesus Christ are you right. Justified, righteous. And when we begin to understand that, we realize that we're not trying to measure up to something, we're trying to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ, and so other people can get free from the bondages of sin. I think sometimes if we look at, oh, I'm a follower of Jesus now, and therefore I've gotta live righteously, Instead of I'm a follower of Jesus and now he's given me the freedom and the ability and the power to break the chains of the bondages of sin. And so we start to live on this journey of freedom and not over this trying to accomplish something like to make ourselves righteous. And he speaks to this. In, uh, verse 17, but if in our endeavor to be justified in Christ we Two were found to be sinners in Christ than a servant of sin, certainly not. For if I rebuild what I tore down, I prove myself to be a transgressor. So here what he's saying, he's, he's saying, okay, great, Jesus came to set us free from sin, but 
if we are just, can we just live the way we want to live? He's saying, no, if, if Jesus has set you free from the bondage of, of sin, why would you go back to the very thing that put you in bondage in the first place? Right, so he's just trying to understand of reorienting to help you to say, this is not about trying to live right. You know, all the check the boxes, don't do this, don't do this, do this, do this. He's saying, no, be in relationship with Jesus who came to set you free and give you freedom. 19, for through the law I died to the law so that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no, it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives within me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Anybody say an amen to that? Oof. I do not nullify the grace of God, for, I, for if righteousness were through the law, then Christ died for no purpose. So sometimes we feel like I'm out of control. I'm, uh, the things I do, I don't want to do. I do them anyways. What's going on here? And, and Jesus is saying, what's going on here is I've come to set you free. So sometimes we condemn ourselves by our own actions, but then we get hypocritical and we start pointing fingers at other people and other groups and we start judging them and criticizing them and we're pronouncing the same judgment on them that we would be pronouncing on ourselves. Matthew, talking about judging, Matthew chapter seven, Jesus has something to say about that. And here's some encouragement for us. Matthew chapter seven. See, we get, as Christians, we get hung up on ideals and what's right and what's wrong and, and we forget we're so caught up in the right and wrong that it's actually, we forget about the souls that are longing to be saved in this world. Matthew chapter seven. Jesus' words, red letters, starting in verse one. Judge not that you be not judged. For with the judgment you pronounce, you'll be judged. And with the measure you use, you will be measured. It will be measured to you. Why do you see the speck in your brother's eye, but not notice the log in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when there is a log in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the log out of your own eye and then you will see clearly, then take the speck out of your brother's eye. Jesus is saying, if we're looking at the wrong thing, and we start judging people, and we start looking at stuff in people's lives, we are missing the point of what Jesus is wanting to do. He truly is wanting to set people free. There's an enemy that wants to put people in bondage. And when we're enslaved to that bondage, we can no longer live in the freedom that Christ has um, created for us. Remember last week I talked about the, tree, the two trees in the garden, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life. And I encourage us to eat of the tree of life, the place that is, is good and where there's freedom and, and life and the things of God's word is there and his presence. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil, I would say is so much of this of judging, right? We know what's right and we see what's wrong in somebody else's life and we start to judge. 
And then we're reminded saying, hey, the measure that you use against somebody else, guess what? It's coming back on you. (laughs) I wonder if that is why the world really pauses for a moment when we as Christians are engaging with them. Are we known as the judgmental hypocrites? Or are we known as the ones who will love you regardless of what's in your life and bring you to Jesus where they'll find freedom? See, it begins with a purpose. Now, the end is probably gonna be the same, right? Jesus doesn't, sin always causes death. So we want to see people walk out of sin. But when we start by pointing out sin, which by the way, I, like Paul, am the chief of sinner of them all. <laughs> you think you got stuff in your life? Come to my camp. I got stuff in my life. <laughs> and Jesus is still working on me and still a process. But what I'm committed to is continuing to bring my life before Jesus and say, Jesus, keep healing me. Jesus, keep setting me free. You see, when, when, when we're able to do what Carissa did this morning of just being transparent with each other to realize that sometimes we're not okay. And can I just tell you, one of the values at Grace Capital Church is authenticity, which means it's okay to not be okay. Anybody okay with that? It's okay to not be okay. We all have stuff, we all have things we're working on, we all have things that Jesus is purging out of our life, and, and I hope, and I believe it is, that this is a safe family for people to be okay to not be okay. It's not a place that people are gonna judge you, it's not a place that people are going to um, condemn you, it's not a place that people are going to like, hey, uh, you're no longer part of the family because you got all this stuff in your life, because guess what, the moment we start doing that, we're all kicked out of the church, <laughs> right? Because we all have stuff. We all have stuff. And my heart and my concern is that this is not helpful for the gospel. This is not helpful for the gospel. I think the reason why I love the course that we're doing, or our life group is doing uh, emotionally healthy relationships Um, And this is my third time doing it. And the reason why I'm co-leading this class is because I still need to learn so much from it. (laughs) But one of the things that um, it says here, um, in we do a little daily devotional. On page 39, it says this. A synonym for the word judge is despise. It happens when we harden our heart towards someone. In the context of Matthew 7, the issue with judgment is not discerning good and evil, right or wrong, but condemning of writing somebody off. Anthony the Great, who was one of the great desert fathers in probably the 300, uh, well, 300 AD-ish, was a significant teacher amongst, amongst Christian desert fathers, and this is what he wrote. Our life and our death is with our neighbor. If we win our brother, we win God. If we cause our brother to stumble, we have sinned against Christ. See, when Anthony refers to death with our neighbor, he means that we, are, uh, we renounced our right to pronounce judgment over them. Let me say that again. 
When he refers to death with our neighbor, he means that we renounce the right to pronounce judgment over them. A challenge difficult enough to be described as death. My heart is that that I, I just sense a season that we're in that there are so many people who want to know Jesus and they're wanting to hear the truth and they're wanting to see Christ in many ways though that we are at this place that I question how well we are representing Jesus. Now, let me put it this way. I question how well I am representing Jesus. You have to make that decision for yourself. Because the shadow side of Mark Warren is I can write people off pretty easily. I'm sorry to tell you that. <laughs> I hope it's never one of you. And, and honestly, this is part of my journey in becoming more emotionally healthy. Is learning how to navigate through difficulty and challenging conversations and people who disagree with you and people who have different ideas with you and not so quick to write them off. You see, I just have come to the realization that, that when I see somebody's faults, I, I just need to stop and realize I've got more faults than I'm seeing in them right now. And I wonder if we began to do that, we would stop and start, instead of pointing faults in people's life, we would keep pointing them to Jesus. Keep pointing them to Jesus. And realize that Jesus is more than capable to bring somebody to health, wholeness, and freedom than we ever will. So I wonder if instead of us talking about what's in each other's lives that we need to be talking about who Jesus is. See, in John chapter 13, verse 35, it says, by this all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Now, I think sometimes we hear that and say, oh yeah, love amongst our family. Oh yes, love amongst our church family. But we, we don't take it to realize, oh, love the person that actually I despise in my heart. Love the person that, that really gets on my nerves. <laughs> Love the person that I actually want to write off. I haven't quite mastered that one yet, but I know it's what Jesus is asking of us and what he's leading us towards. See, I'm asking each one of you to consider being a disciple of Jesus in such a way that we're going to break the habit of negatively talking about people, that we're going to stop writing people off. Instead, we're going to pray for them, we're going to invite them into conversation, and we're going to point them to Jesus. And again, if we're not, not careful we might just say, hey, we're just talking about how to be better people. The whole purpose of all of this, of judging not and learning how to love better, is truly that they might see the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's the reason. Just not to make us better people. Because remember, we'll never be good enough. <laughs> we won't. Wow, it's awfully quiet in here. How are we doing online? You doing okay online? I know I can't hear you. 
You can give a shout out and you give a scream. Hey, do you want to hear the room shout for you? Guys, you want to give a little shout to the online audience? See, you are loved. You are noticed. You do belong. Um, oh, I love that. That was good. That was good. All right, I think, we, I think we landed. I think we got to where we needed to go here today. So here's my challenge for us to this week. Last week, our challenge was to share Jesus every day with somebody. Build on that challenge. The challenge this week is judge less, love better, and the why is for the gospel. Judge less, love better, and for the gospel. Don't pronounce any judgment over people because the measure you use will be measured against you. You don't want that (laughs) at all. But more importantly, we want people to know who Jesus is. We want to represent Jesus Christ well. Welcome to Church Online. My name is Pastor Mark, and I just want to say thank you for taking the time to join us in watching our services online. Maybe you can't be at our location today and you're watching this from home or on the road. We just want to say thank you for tuning in. And maybe you can't get to a physical location at Grace Capital Church, then this becomes part of your regular routine to do church live on your computer or on your device. We want to say, invite some friends with you. Do church together. Life is so much better together and discovering what God has for us is meant to be done in community. Gather people together and enjoy these services for weeks to come. Thank you for watching.
thank you that everything we need is found in you. I thank you, Lord God, that he who is in us is created and he who is in the world. He who is in Christ has been set free. Hallelujah. Help us to leave fruitful lives, obedient lives that will please your name. We thank you, Lord God, that your grace is enough and that your Holy Spirit but we can do all things. Use us for your glory today and the rest of the week. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. To love the Lord, come on, give him praise. Thank you so much for joining us today. We love you guys. If you need prayers, our prayer team is here to pray with you. We'll see you guys next Sunday. God bless. Take care, everybody. Welcome to Church Online. My name is Pastor Mark, and I just want to say thank you for taking the time to join us in watching our services online. Maybe you can't be at our location today and you're watching this from home or on the road. We just want to say thank you for tuning in. And maybe you can't get to a physical location at Grace Capital Church, then this becomes part of your regular routine to do church live on your computer or on your device. We want to say, Invite some friends with you. Do church together. Life is so much better together and discovering what God has for us is meant to be done in community. Gather people together and enjoy these services for weeks to come. Thank you for watching.